All right, welcome in everybody to the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. Of course, Joakim Noah is being honored tonight, so I'm just going to lead off with that. Really happy about that. And to talk about that with me tonight, of course, we're talking about other stuff as well, but Quinn Nugent coming on the show. And then we got our boy Corey again for our preview show. We go over our super parlay at the end as well. Always happy to have you on to talk Joakim Noah and maybe some other stuff. But Quinn, what do you got in front of you? Uh, today I am drinking a lining kugel. I don't really know other than that what it is. Just some type of lining kugel. I think it's more of like a one of their Halloween, like October, like specials. It's pretty good. I like it. Nice, nice. Corey, what about yourself, man? Yep, we're gonna go. We're gonna stick with you know it's always bourbon at this point, but we're gonna go with Angels Envy, uh, the rot or rather port finish tonight. Cool, cool. And Corey informed us that he poured a little bit more than he thought, so we will get fun, Corey, tonight, so stay tuned for that. Looking forward to that. And uh, I got this German Wurzgrün. I can't pronounce it, but it's a Pils German beer. It's fine. Picked it up at Aldi, but it, it's, it's good. I can tell it's quality, but I don't like it. That's probably why, because it's quality. All right, my favorite Joakim Noah, I'm going to lead it off. Uh, Corey, I'm coming right at you is when he said that he doesn't get why anybody likes going to Cleveland and that he never heard about anybody going to vacation um, to Cleveland. And it was during a playoff interview against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think the Bulls did lose that round, but I thought it was really funny um, that he just he just didn't care about what anybody thought. And he always he, he was just that blue collar mentality, the Chicago Bulls, that uh, was just really fun to watch. And um, you know, they never won a championship, but I, the whole city loved him, man, and surrounded by him. Quinn, as a diehard Bulls fan, man, what did he mean to you? And do you have a favorite memory of him? Uh, you know, I'm actually going to have to second what you said. I mean, as a player, he was amazing. But my favorite memory is how much he just hated Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he went at, like, you've never heard anybody say they're going on vacation to Cleveland. It's one of the greatest quotes ever. I loved Joakim Noah. He was just a great center in general, but like he was just an all around great player. He was a tough guy too. So, I mean, he was just great for Chicago and it was good to see them finally honor him. And the, I think they hired him too as like an ambassador. Yeah. They just announced that. So he'll uh, maybe if you're at the United center, you'll see him in the next few years or so. Uh, Corey, any joking Noah thoughts or any defensive Cleveland, Ohio in general? Both. My favorite Joakim Noah memory is sending him home every year. No, yeah. <laughs> my favorite Joakim Noah memory is him popping for that band Substance in like 16 or 17. No, I actually, I, I think there's a time where I couldn't stand him, but he was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, he was fun at Florida to watch too. Can you imagine having your school, because that was the year Florida won the national championship in football and basketball. Like that is crazy. Urban Meyer and um, uh, Billy Donovan, head coach of the Bulls right now. That is that is nuts. Um, I, that, that's a hell of a school year, I'll tell you what. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the World Series picks. And uh, my pick was the Astros. I mean, I wanted the Braves to come out, but I pretty much thought the Astros were going to do it. It's tied 1-1 going back to Atlanta. They do a 2-3-2 setup. So the next three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, will be in Atlanta. Uh, I'm not sure kind of defeats the purpose of home field advantage. I think having those three games in the middle like that, but the Braves get a chance to kind of take a big lead here uh, with, with um, home field advantage here. Quinn, uh, what are your initial thoughts after those first two games? Uh, I think they were both pretty good games. Um, I know that uh, last night the Astros kind of destroyed the Braves, but I do think it's going to go down to about six or seven games. I think they're closer than people thought. I think a lot of people thought the Astros were the much better team, but I think the Braves got good hitting, got good pitching. That's going to hurt that Charlie Morton can't pitch again, but I think it's going to go down to six or seven games. I still have the Astros winning, but I hope the Braves win. Be nice for Jorge Soler to get another ring. Yeah. So, you know, rooting for the Braves, but I do think the Astros win it in six. So. Dude, that man is an edge uh, edge rusher, man. He's an outside linebacker. He's playing oh, the wrong gosh. sport. That's for the, sure. that home run he hit. That the second he hit it, you knew it was out. Like yeah. he has some of the most power in the MLB. Yeah, and uh, Corey, I think a lot of people were thinking that you know the Braves were just the benefits beneficiaries of just an easy 
playoff bracket where they had to go up against the Brewers first. But I mean, they they really made quick work of those Dodgers. And uh, what have you seen so far from them? They've impressed. Um, I I haven't seen enough for me to think they're going to win this series, though. As much as I want them to, and I really want them to. Um, I, I think six is a pretty good number, but I think the Astros win in six. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them win in five. Um, I think that the Braves came out swinging in game one, and that was awesome, and I was hoping they could keep the momentum, but I think they really needed a two-game lead. I don't even think it'll matter that they're going to be at home. Yeah, that's a good point, especially with Charlie Morton out after he um, pitched on a broken leg, and I think he's out for the rest of the series. And uh, I think they even said uh, spring training, too. Uh, but, you know, it's stealing one from the Astros in Houston. That's uh, I think they would take that any day. So, um, you know, it'll be a fun series to watch, especially this weekend. Can't wait to watch it. Always a big fan of baseball, especially playoff baseball. All right, let's switch gears to football. And uh, we're going to stay in the college football world for our last headline here. Washington, sorry, Texas Tech fired their head coach uh, in the middle of the season. I think we're starting to see that more and more with college football programs is firing their coaches midseason or at the very least like a game or two before the end of the schedule, you know, for recruiting purposes with early signing period. And then just uh, because people just want results quicker and they just want if they know they're not going to keep the coach, why keep for the rest of the year? So I think we'll start to see this more and more in the future. McCory, my question to you is Texas Tech recently opened up, of course, Washington State opened up last week as well. To you, what is the better job uh, between Washington State and Texas Tech? Hmm. I think Texas Tech is the better job. Um, I, it just feels, and I don't know the numbers on this one specifically, but I, I, it feels like that's a much bigger program. Um, I, I can think of several decent to pretty good Texas tech teams, but not a lot of Washington state teams in recent memory. There are a couple that were okay. Don't get Mike wrong, Leach but, had a couple, I think. Yeah. But Texas tech just feels like the bigger job. You probably make more money there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Quinn does like the shorter leash at Texas tech kind of negate, you know, it being a better job. Cause I feel like at Washington state, you would have a lot more runway and probably, I mean, maybe not as better recruiting grounds and, uh, you know, biggest donor base and all and, and so forth. But I think you, your job security is a little bit more. Yeah. So I think it depends on the coach then. Like if a coach wants job security and he gets offered the Washington state job and the Texas tech job, probably better off taking the Washington state job. Cause I think Texas tech fans, they want to win. I mean, every fan wants to win. But I think Texas tech is, you know, they expect to win. And I think, uh, that job might be better too because you got Oklahoma and Texas leaving soon. That's a pretty open yeah. Big 12 then. So, you know, you can run the Big 12 with Texas Tech. I think I think it's a good school. It's a big school. So I would say Texas Tech's a better job. But if you want job security in your coach, Washington State would be much better. Yeah. And, and Texas Tech's too, you're going to have unlimited resources there also. Uh, it's just, especially like you, that was a great, great point of Texas and Oklahoma leaving. I mean, that's, Oklahoma and Texas Tech, they're probably going to be the front runners, or at least those schools think they will be. Uh, you, of course, you got Baylor, and then uh, historically TCU has been pretty good before this recent uh, down downslope here. But um, a lot of schools are going to try to step into that gap, especially with all those uh, AAC schools and BYU coming in. So they're going to try to assert themselves, and uh, I don't, I'm not surprised Texas Tech made this move um, to try to solidify themselves before uh, that new expansion comes through. All right, let's jump into some of our picks here. Of course, we're sticking with college because with our Super Parlay, we'll be doing NFL. Uh, at the end of this of these picks, I will spring a mystery game on Corey and Quinn where they will have 30 seconds to uh, research the game and research the teams and give me an answer about them. But let's start off with some ranked matchups. Actually, not ranked matchups, but ranked teams. I don't think we have any ranked matchups. One this week, or we have a couple this week, actually, but we'll talk about those at the end. Let's start off with some Big Ten action. Number nine, Iowa against Wisconsin. Corey, some Big Ten country here. Uh, this is Big Ten West. Like uh, we're gonna probably see a score of like five to three here. Yeah. Um, don't be surprised at all when you're when you're exactly right. And there's <laughs> you know their combined scores don't break twenty five. You know this is gonna be a low scoring game, probably like a 
maybe 17 to nine or something like that. This is going to be a really boring game and it's going to look a lot closer than it is by the score. I think Iowa is going to win and I think it'll be pretty convincing. Wisconsin will probably sneak some field goals in to cut the lead down, but I just, Wisconsin has done nothing to impress this year and Iowa is still legitimate. Yeah. That Iowa defense is still, you would think playoff worthy. Uh, that offense, I think we just saw how bad that that offense is. But you know what? Whose offense is even worse is Wisconsin. Uh, but yep. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Wisconsin looked great against Illinois. They didn't look good against Army. Um, so I don't really know what to expect from them. Iowa has had like one bad game that that came against Purdue. Um, this is a bad matchup, I guess. And they were just, I think it was just a trap game, a sleeper game for them. So uh, I'm not surprised by them. Who you got in this game, Quinn? Uh, I'm on the opposite side. I got Wisconsin. Um, I'm actually dressing up as the Iowa football team for uh, Halloween. Basically, I'm just going to look like a fraud because uh, I don't think Iowa football is good at all. I don't think they're good. Uh, I'm going to go with Wisconsin at home. Um, but I agree that this game, I seriously think it will be 17 to 13 in Wisconsin. Like, it's going to be low scoring. Uh, I have right here that the over-under is 36 and a half. Like, that is so low. Like, hammer. Hammer. <laughs> I'm going to go with like Wisconsin at home. Honestly, I don't I don't like Iowa at all, really. I don't think they're a great team. Their defense is good, so it's going to be a low-scoring game. But I think uh, Wisconsin pulls this one out. Yeah, calling my parents, telling them to take out another mortgage and slam the under <laughs> <laughs> this game. All right, let's switch over to the SEC. Number 12, Kentucky going to Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State isn't ranked, but they are slight favorites here in this game. Uh, it's I I don't really know what to I don't really don't know how to you know Mississippi State had a, a great game against Texas A&M, but Texas A&M has been battling injuries all year. Um, so and we saw Texas A&M beat Alabama, so you know transitive property they should be a better team than they are. But Kentucky's had a better schedule or easier schedule, so they're ranked twelfth. I don't know what who to take in this game. I I think I'll just take the Kentucky since they haven't lost a game yet. But other than that, I don't have too much reason for it. Quinn, what about you? Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take Kentucky too. I don't think Mississippi State's anything that special. I mean, Kentucky didn't look great against Georgia, but no team really has. So yeah. I can't really like judge them off of that game. So I'll take Kentucky too. Um, yeah, not much to say about it. I just think Kentucky is the better team I've seen some of them. And I think they're – you know, they're an okay team. I don't think they're the 12th best team, no. but they're definitely worth worthy of top 25. And I don't think Mississippi State's good at all. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're a top 20 team. They, they've uh, they've definitely built that program up, man. That's really hard to do in the SEC. Very difficult to do. Yeah. Who are you, who are you taking in this game? Yeah, it's going to be three yeses all the way around for Kentucky. I think they're just – they just got their doors blown off. The score didn't look as bad as the game looked. But against Georgia, they got killed. They're going to come out probably not too happy about that. Um, you know, I know a lot of Kentucky fans thought this is our year, uh, not so much, but they are still a top 20, 25 team. Um, and I think that they're going to win this one. I don't, I don't have a good prediction on score, but probably two score win. I'll tell you what, the total is going to be more than that Iowa Wisconsin game. I would bet <laughs> that oh, easily. <laughs> All right. Uh, little ACC matchup, except Notre Dame is actually not in the ACC, but everybody, every one of their sports are except for football. North Carolina visiting Notre Dame. What town are they in again? South Bend. South Bend. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Okay, yeah, South Bend. So North Carolina going to South Bend, Matt Brown, and Sam Howell, uh, preseason Heisman favorites. <laughs> um, and that's as good as it gets from there for North Carolina. Corey, who you got in this game? Because uh, you were you were out in front of it saying North Carolina and Sam Howell were frauds right from the start. Yeah, I had I had them pegged preseason for being a fraud, but Notre Dame, while overrated, is not so bad that they'll lose to these frauds. Notre Dame will win this game. It's a home game. It's an important game for them. Uh, I don't see any way that they lose this game. I think Sam Howell is going to be face down in the grass a lot too yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i always thought notre dame have been frauds all year but i think they're better than this north carolina team for sure quinn who you got i got notre dame uh i don't think sam howell's good at all <laughs> going into the year he was like projected to be like the number one overall pick yeah yeah that's not yeah. gonna that's not gonna happen <laughs> for that guy but uh 
Yeah, Notre Dame's favored by four. I think they beat them by like double digits. So I'll definitely take Notre Dame at home against North Carolina. Yeah, Sam Howell probably went last year from like a fifth or sixth round pick, maybe even fourth round pick to probably uh, he'll get a training camp invite after this year at best. So, um, man, not many. He's going to love the practice squad. Yeah. (laughs) Him and all the other smack kids that uh, are not going to get a chance. All right, stick with the SEC, or we'll switch back over to the SEC. Number 10, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, and Matt Corral. Actually, Corral's got an underdog Heisman uh, favorite here with the numbers he's putting up. Going to uh, 18 Auburn and Bo Nix, a magician. Uh, well, he, sometimes he's a magician. That Other times he just looks like uh, Sam Howell. So uh, you never know which yeah, Bo Nix. He Nicks can make his own get. lead disappear. Yeah, <laughs> you're never going to know which Bo Nix you're going to get. Uh, who you got in this game, Corey? Oh, Ole Miss. Um, I think this one's going to be a nail-biter, actually. I think this will be really close, but I'm going to go with Ole Miss. And honestly, I am basing it entirely on what you talked about. I think that they have a better quarterback, and I think that's going to be the decider. And I don't think that's even close. I think he's a way better quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I just I just don't know because, yeah, I mean, Bo Nix will end up on SportsCenter top 10, and then he'll you know throw two back-breaking picks for you. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. I just, I just can't deal with that inconsistency. And I'm sure Auburn fans, he just drives Auburn fans crazy. Quinn, who are you taking? Uh, I'm banking on a bad Bo Nix game, so I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Uh, I think Matt Corral is much better than Bo Nix, too. So I know it's at Auburn, but give me Ole Miss all day. I don't think – I'm not a fan of Bo Nix. Yeah, he has that special play here there. Corral's way more consistent, so I think he gets the job done. I think Ole Miss wins. But I also agree. I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that offense doesn't travel as well as uh, defense does, especially in the SEC. So Ole Miss is going to have to come to play, especially at that hostile environment. Iron Bowl. Okay. Uh, primetime matchup. This is the, the marquee matchup of the week. And uh, I think we're, this is, we're finally going to decide who the contenders are and the pretenders are in the Big Ten starting this weekend. Penn State goes and plays Ohio State. I think we knew after what happened last weekend with Illinois and Penn State what kind of team Penn State really is. And uh, I think Ohio State is just going to abuse Ohio State. Sorry, uh, Penn State this next weekend. But there's still two other undefeated teams in the Big Ten East and our playoff contenders. Michigan, number six Michigan, is traveling to number eight Michigan State in East Lansing. Quinn, I'll uh, start off with you before we uh, turn it over to our resident Michigan fan. Oh, man, this one's going to be a good game. Um, I think both teams are slightly overrated. I think they're both good teams, though. I'm going to go with Michigan, though. I think they got the better team right now. I think it's going to be a close game. It's at Michigan State, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in East Lansing. Lansing. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I'm still going to go with Michigan. I think their quarterback's a little bit better than the quarterback for Michigan State. I know Kenneth Walker, the running back for Michigan State, is really, really good. But I'm going to take Michigan in this one to remain undefeated. Yeah, Mel Tucker, also head coach of Michigan State. He's um, There's a lot of outside noise saying that he's a favorite for that LSU job. I don't think that's uh, having as much of an impact on that locker room or fan base as the James Franklin talk is, but still something to think about. Uh, but some good uh, transfer, a lot of good transfers that Michigan State team um, uh, brought in. And then I think they have a better base. Yeah, they have a better base of talent than when, you know, teams like Illinois, when they start a new, when they bring in a new coach, you know, I know, uh, oh God, what was his name? Um, shoot, what was the Michigan's, uh, Michigan State's head coach? Um, Antonio? Yeah, Mark, Mark D'Antonio. Mark D'Antonio. Um, he didn't leave the cover bear as much as like Illinois covered has been bare. So there was some talent there. Uh, I am surprised to see them doing this well throughout the season, but I, I got to take Michigan in this game. Cause I just think they're, even though John Harbaugh has not had a great record against Michigan state, I got to think this is when, it, where the tides turn Corey. Um, are you finally believing yet, man, or are you still just going to hedge your bet here and, and, and take Michigan state? Well, I'll tell you what, I believe a heck of a lot more than I did a couple of weeks ago. They, they've actually shown some fight, which has been good to see because, I mean, yeah, when we just have better talent than another team, we should just beat them 
And it's not like you have to come out and, you know, fight for every inch at that point, but they've shown some fights. So I'm a believer. I'm going to go with my Michigan Wolverines. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a really good game and it's going to be all about which defense does better against the run state having Kenneth Walker is scary, but I just want to mention that Michigan's running attack is probably just as good, if not better, considering the two running backs that share the t- snaps. Both of them get over 100 yards just about every game. They both have 10 touchdowns apiece, and over one has 600 yards and the other has 729 on the season. That's not that far behind Michigan State's running back who dominates the touches on that offense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big difference uh, from this Michigan team and like the pre- previous few years is that this running game has been a lot uh, better. And, I, you know, maybe even a step up in quarterback as well, too. Um, Harbaugh, um, I mean, what's the confidence meter in him that he's going to be able to make? Because, I mean, there's going to have to be a lot of in-game adjustments. Do you think he has it in him to um, do what needs to be done in this game? I think so. I think a lot of it is going to be – I feel like his hands are more involved on the offense at this point than the defense. And I think the defense is going to be more important because of the offense, you can run the ball up the middle all day. Like we have been able to all year, although Michigan state's a different challenge. Um, Then you don't have to get as fancy with your play calling. If you can bully the line of scrimmage on defense, I don't think he's as involved. And I like uh, what our new offensive coordinator has done a lot. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that he's going to do a good job and we're going to be fine. This isn't even the game that I'm worried about this year. Yeah. I, you know what I also think benefits Michigan is that it's later in the year. They've already gone to a really hostile environment uh, at Nebraska when that stadium mm-hmm. was packed. And that was a that was a, a crazy environment that Michigan had to go play in. I know it was, wasn't a rivalry game, but it's still a mm-hmm. conference opponent. And Nebraska was looking for blood, especially those fans were. I think yeah. if Michigan went and played Michigan State like in week three or four or something, Michigan loses that game. But uh, I think I think uh, later in the the conference slate here, now that they've had some experience in those tight pressure cook environments, they'll be fine uh, th- this game. So, but I, I, I it's gonna be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson has to have a game too. Yeah. I think he's gonna he's gonna be the beginning and end of that game. If he's firing and that quarterback has no time and they have to run, if we can do a decent job of stopping that. I don't see any way Michigan State can win. All right, let's switch over to our mystery game of the week. Corey and Quinn each have 30 seconds to research a random game that I pick. It's usually a group of five schools. Uh, You know, maybe next week I'm just going to pick some Division II schools, but um, this week I won't be that mean. Uh, We'll (laughs) stick to some Division I schools. All right. University of North Texas is going to Rice uh, from away game. And uh, it looks like, yeah, North Texas one and six, Rice is three and four. So uh, pretty two not great teams, a group of five schools, uh, and don't look like they're really sniffing any bowl games. All right. You guys all have 30 seconds to research the game while I just blabber about another thing starting now. All right. Another Joakim Noah uh, memory that I kind of want to bring up too was uh, it was before, no, Rose, it was Rose's rookie year, rookie of the year year. And they faced Boston in that uh, semi Eastern conference semifinals. And it was probably one of the greatest playoff series that I've ever seen. And Joakim Noah had a steal from Paul Pierce and the runaway dunk in uh, triple overtime or something and forced the game seven and United center just the roof got blown off and it it was crazy. And it kind of just let you know that the bulls were going to be, be in the Eastern conference finals conversation for the next few years. And uh, it was just um, Tom Thibodeau's first year too, as well. It was a awesome culture change and it was a great, great win. And um, just a real representation of who Joe Kim Noah was and who he was going to be in Chicago bulls uniform. All right, boys. Quinn, I'll start it off with you. You did some heavy research on this game in the time I allotted you. Who you got in this game? Uh, I'm going to take North Texas to get their second win. Um, I'm basing it off the fact that, like, their quarterback has 851, like, passing yards compared to, like, Rice's quarterback that has, like, 560. Uh, North Texas running back basically triples Rice's top running back's yards. You know what? I'm giving North Texas their second win. 
<laughs> on their way to hopefully going undefeated the rest of the year and making it to a bowl. Go Mean Green. All right. Sounds good. Corey, who you got? All right. When I scraped the bottom of the barrel, I came up with North Texas. So I'm going to go with them as well. Um, I, I took a look down each of their schedules this year and the results. And well, neither was pretty. Um, and I feel bad for whatever fans that those schools might have. Uh, North Texas hung tight in a couple of games against some like halfway decently mediocre teams mm -hmm, yeah. and R rice didn't really so that's what i'm basing it on all right do you know who the mascot or the team name is for rice <laughs> not at all <laughs> quinn do you just know? looked up they're the owls yeah the, uh, the rice wow. owls and you said the north texas mean green I'm pretty sure that's it. I think, I think you're right. That sounds yeah. right. If you're not right, they should change it because that's better than whatever they have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for playing along, guys. That was a lot of fun. All right. Let's go over to some a uh, little bit more, putting our money where our mouth is. Uh, right or die section, college football, NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, whatever you guys want to bet. But the underdog has to be plus 150 or more. I'm going to kick it off here. I got UCLA plus 175 over Utah. I don't really know what to make of this Utah team because uh, they were Pac-12, um, I think Pac-12 South. Are they in the North or South? Anyway, they were in their division favorites uh, preseason with all the experience they had coming back, but they had a lot of off the field stuff going on with some player deaths. Um, it's really sad stuff, but uh, this UCL UCLA team, um, really good with under Chip Kelly. I don't know about really good, but Pac-12 quality, good. And uh, it's supposed to be one of their better teams because they've been building up to this year for like three years now. And uh, you, you got to think that it starts to pay off eventually. So I'm taking UCLA. I, I think there's some good value here at plus 175. Corey, who you got for your ride or die section? Yeah, so... I went down the line there and I found the team that I just have this personal vendetta against and picked against them. So we're taking West Virginia over Iowa state. Oh, wait, wait, what West Virginia, what did those Mountaineers do to you? No, no, I'm with the Mountaineers. We're, we're invading Iowa state. We are oh. taking the Superman down. So Iowa state's minus two eighty, and West Virginia is plus two twenty five, And I'm riding with West Virginia. I think Iowa state is overrated every year and I want them exposed. Yeah, a lot of people's uh, playoff favorites. <laughs> Not Danny Juarez. They didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I recall calling that one out too. Another one of the teams Corey called out at the beginning of the year saying that they were frauds, and rightfully so. Quinn, who you got? So, actually, that was my pick too, but I found another one. I think West Virginia beats Iowa State too. <laughs> so, I'm going to go to the NFL for this one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go back to my boy, James Winston. I think the Saints beat the Buccaneers. Uh, they're plus 200. They're at home. Uh, you know, obviously the Buccaneers have looked like one of the best teams, but I think the Saints rebound this week. I think they beat the Buccaneers, so plus 200. I feel like it's good value. Um, and I think Jameis Winston, it's a revenge game for him. So I think he gets the job done, so I'm going to take the Saints. All right, Quinn's got the goat over Tom Brady this weekend. Really good pick. A lot of value there. All right, let's go to our buy or sell segment. The Lakers infight, buy or sell this narrative. The Lakers infighting, fighting with the fans and the injuries will make them compete only for a play-in game in the playoffs. Quinn, do you buy or sell that narrative? I buy it. Um, I don't think they're actually really that good. They got a bunch of washed-up players, in my opinion. And, I mean, Rondo pointing like a finger gun at a fan. Like, I don't know what that <laughs> was for. You know, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis just jawing at each other on the bench. I mean, it just didn't look good. LeBron I mean, James just, is coaching. Yeah, they just don't look that good as a, as a team. I know they're doing too, but the West is tough too. I think that's the bigger thing. The West has a bunch of good teams. And I think when like the Warriors, the Clippers get healthy, um, I think the Nuggets are better than them. You got the Mavericks. You got a bunch of teams. I think they'll definitely be between seven and nine or ten, and that's the playing game. And yeah. I think it doesn't help that they got people just fighting each other. You got, I mean, washed up Carmelo, washed up Dwight Howard. I mean, Russell Westbrook, who, you know, somehow finds a way to, you know, get quadruple doubles with turnovers like multiple times a year, which is just ridiculous. I just don't think they're that good. And I think the fighting, LeBron will probably like 
push that to the side. Like, that will stop. But as a team, yeah, no, they're not very good in my opinion. I think they're definitely a playing team. And, I mean, the fighting is just hilarious in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's – especially so early in the season too. Yeah. Did you see like the oh, first wait. game of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> I sent it to you. But they were playing <laughs> the Thunder, which I, I, I sent the link to you, and they were playing the Thunder – uh, last night, and the uh, Thunder the Thunder overcame a 26-point deficit to win the game, but in the crunch time there, the last few seconds, uh, under the basket, the Thunder just had to inbound the ball, and they probably would have gotten fouled. Well, Mello steeled it, and uh, he just completely airballed it behind the three-pointers <laughs> for the tie, but Barstool captioned it that that said, Mello called game, <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn, Mello – Back to his old days, and I click on the link, and it's just him airballing the ball <laughs> after the steal. And you hear the crowd roar as he caught the pass, like he was just going to bank that three-pointer and just nothing but air, man. Oh, I was laughing my ass off. So funny. That geriatric Lakers squad, I just <laughs> – man, I don't know what they were thinking. It's uh, – I, I don't get what they're going to do this Westbrook year. also – Westbrook got ejected at the end of last night's game too because he got yeah. all angry about, like, the guy stealing the ball and dunking. They're just a mess right now. And losing to the Thunder is rock bottom. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the worst team in the league. Speaking of the Thunder, if we ever do a NBA like recap season or maybe once we get towards a draft next year or something, I mean the Thunder are gonna have the you know half the first round picks. <laughs> they just keep trading their players for drafts. Yeah. Like, sooner or later, like you actually have to start drafting players. You can't just keep compiling yeah. picks. Right, right. Start drafting babies. Just at birth, like we'll take him in twenty two years. Thanks. And with the 18th round big, we're taking uh, Corey Powers. Um, <laughs> there's just nobody left in college basketball to draft, so we just got <laughs> we just have to draft draft them. All right, Corey, do you buy or sell that narrative about the Lakers? I'm going to sell it. I don't buy it. Um, I don't think that they're good, or rather, I don't think they're great. I think that this is going to pull together. Right now, their best player, LeBron, is off the floor. Um, we've all seen the teams that he can drag to a finish line. Now he is older, but I think if AD can be healthy and Westbrook can stop giving the ball to the wrong team, they've got a real shot at it. Mello can clearly still score. Westbrook's always been able to drive and kick and putting LeBron back on the floor. I think he'll change it up. I think they're better than a play in. I'm not confident that they're going to go very far in the playoffs. Yeah, that's very fair. The talent just might drag them um, to a mm-hmm. out of the playoff spot, maybe even like a four or five seed too. If um, I, I, there's just a lot of good teams in the West, West has always been loaded. I feel like there's just always so many good teams out there. The West has like two teams that I think for sure beat the Lakers the way they are now, maybe three actually, and then there's like four or five other teams that I think are very very similar to what the Lakers are gonna look like i or do even a little bit i just yeah, yeah. it's weird to look down that line and like years ago they were so much more dominant than they are now now there's so many good teams in the east yeah yeah plenty of season to go and it's uh just getting started it's gonna be a fun nba season here all right let's swing it over to our super parlay and this is a segment that we almost always uh win a lot of money um so we're pretty much set up for retirement i it's i don't know why we even do this anymore but we're going to do it again just for the show. And uh, we'll have to pick a different vacation spot because uh, Mykonos is getting old, guys. So we'll have to figure out something new. Well, let's kick it off. Corey, you using DraftKings again? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Uh, let's set it off with uh, early Sunday games. Do we have any London games this weekend? I don't believe so. Right. No London games this week, sadly. Darn, darn. Oh, no. You mean we're not sending over our NFL best of the Jaguars or the Jets? I think they should have to play. Yeah. All right. So, our first game, we're going to lead it off on Sunday with the Bengals are an 11 point favorite over the New York Jets in New York. Kind of. Uh, Bengals, 11 points? 11 points over the Ooh, Jets. That's a lot. And the Jets, Jets just picked up Joe Flacco, if I remember correctly. Oh, oh he's elite. Damn. That's yeah. tough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that sways you to more of like a 12-point favorite at that point, I don't know. Oh, man. I, I mean, this is a Joe Burrow fan club and everything, Bengals fan club as well, but that's just – that's a big swing on the road. Uh, maybe take a money line. That would be my vote as a money line. 
Zach Bengals Wilson did just out. beat the brakes off. I, I think he is out. I'm not positive, but the Bengals just beat the brakes off. That guy didn't play terrible the though last week. White, whatever, Mike White, he didn't play terrible last week. I don't think it's he's much of a downgrade to Zach Wilson, to be honest. So I guess it doesn't really matter yeah. if Zach Wilson plays because he's horrible. <laughs> I would lean yeah. towards Cincinnati minus 10 and a half, but I can also see where, like, that's a lot of poor. What is it? Did you say 11? I've got him at 11, yeah. Okay, 11. 11. Okay. Um, I would lean towards the 11, but I can also see where the money line would be a decent play here just because that is a lot of points. Let's lock it in at minus 11 for now and then see what we get because I have a feeling we're going to have tougher ones to pick. Yeah, All right, I agree with that. All right, so we can always come back. So our second game, uh, you guys can clearly see Danny's got the timer out and ready. Um, <laughs> second game, we've got the Titans. They're a three-point underdog to the Colts in Indianapolis. Um, mm, uh, Titans. I like the Titans, too, minus two and a half. They're, they're much better than the Colts. Carson Wentz is horrible. Yeah, I saw him play <laughs> he's, last week and- he's terrible. Against the Niners, oh my God! I know it was bad weather, but oh my God, give me the title man that one. I mean, how many, how long are people going to keep making excuses for him? Just that you know he was injured. You know yeah. now he's with this coordinator. Oh, now he's with this coach. Like he'll be with I mean, earlier in the year he sprained two ankles. I've never yeah, seen anybody on the same play. It's the most impressive thing he's done his whole career. Sprain both his ankles. Oh my God, the Carson Wentz hate is real. Are we the Joe Burrow fan club and like? It is that, I know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, right. I'm distracted right now because my boy Io is is uh, guarding <laughs> Derrick Rose. So they're uh, a fun oh, matchup. Wow. Two Chicago guys uh, guarding each other. So a little distracted. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So next up, we've got the Miami Dolphins visiting Buffalo, and Buffalo are a 14 point favorite. Miami is going to um. Buffalo? Yes, visiting. Yeah, Buffalo's the home team. Well, two is trash also. So it's horrible. Yeah. I, I, I think he's better than Zach Wilson, but I mean it's not much. It's not it, much. That's person, not saying much. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, Josh Allen's gonna kill him. Yeah, I like Bills minus 14 here. Yeah. Four, yeah. It's, it's just All it, right. yeah. you don't normally see those double yeah. digit uh spreads, but I mean there's a lot of them this year. Oh, now you did it. All right, the next <laughs> game, the Rams are visiting the Texans, and the Rams are a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, give me the Rams all day. Yeah. Um, they have the best wide receiver <laughs> in all football. Um, he's actually on pace to break Calvin Johnson's record right now for most receiving yards in a season. But more importantly, the Texans are just horrible. Like, they're a joke of a franchise right now. So give me the Rams minus 14-and-a-half. Yeah, garbage fire. Yeah, that that is a dumpster fire of a franchise right now. All right, now here's your opportunity to hurt my feelings. Steelers are visiting Cleveland as a three and a half point underdog. Is Baker playing? Not determined yet, but he has said that he is hoping to. I believe. If Case Keenum's playing, I'll take him. Wow! <laughs> wow! That's not where hey, I was going. Baker Mayfield doesn't have an, a shoulder socket to throw right now. That's his other shoulder. Oh, Nick Chubb's coming back though, right? Uh, I have I have read that Nick Chubb is also hoping to be back. I don't know if they've made an official statement on that, but they've still got that Darnus Johnson, who I mean, apparently is really good. Yeah, he had a great game. Ben Roethlisberger is still a statue; like he can't move. So the Browns, <laughs> yeah, the Browns should be able to get to him. Yeah, Ben uh, Roethlisberger Garrett might eat him alive. Ben Roethlisberger has yeah. been playing without kneecaps since 2012. I don't get how he's still in the league. Yeah, I yeah get, he's I get been playing without morals for long. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Oops. <laughs> so which one? What do we got here? Steelers um, are plus three and a half. Oh, this one's tough. Yeah, yeah, this is a tough one. Because I'm not really high on either team. No, well, Steelers but, have no offense to speak of, but a good defense. And the Browns, you, you just don't know. I'm not even confident in a money line on this. It's a pretty tight. Yeah, it's a plus one. Hopefully this one gets rained out or something. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's an open stadium. There's no um, room. I'll take the home team in the points. All right. 
Yeah, I'll I lean think, towards. I would say the Browns. I'm not. I think so too. I think the Browns. They have a better offense, even if Case Keenum's playing. So I'll take the Browns. Listen, we could have Jarvis Landry throw the ball and be better than the Steelers are off with Ben Roethlisberger back there. Oh, all right. The next game are the Eagles are visiting the Lions, and the Eagles are a three and a half point favorite. Honestly, I'm just gonna speak up. I think the Lions get it here. Yeah, I, I just, I, just I actually, yeah, I think they do too. The Eagles look have looked horrible. Hey, but you know, Jalen Hurts are right there. He said, "Trust the process." Billy's heard that before. Yikes! I here's my only question on this one: is so if I were betting to try and win money, I would take the Lions money line. But if we're just picking points on this, so we don't burn a money line, right. we'd put them at three and a half. Well, the money line would even be taking a bigger risk. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying yeah. is if I were betting on it, I would do that to try and bump the odds up so that we would make more money on it. But I think the smart play is plus three and a half because you have that cushion. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, uh, I know. And we I don't burn off. one of our money lines. Yeah, I know. I started off boasting about our record, but we really do not have a lot of leeway here. So I say we just take the points. And, and there's a good our, chance our... the Lions lose on like you know they're up two points. They lose on like a 72 oh yard field goal that somehow goes in. So <laughs> I think we should trust just going with the points. Yeah, I think you guys are right. Plus, then we reserve a money line. All right, next up, the 49ers are visiting your Chicago Bears, and the 49ers are a four-point, excuse me, favorite. Honestly, I think the Bears. I think there's value there. I uh, A lot of injuries with the 49ers, but uh, I know Cleo Mack is out, though, and I think Robert Quinn is still on the COVID list. So uh, there so there goes your, your pass rush. Yeah, that's not going to be. But I think Trey Lance is also out, so it's Jimmy Garoppolo playing. Yeah, he's Hopefully, coming off uh, of his like Demo worst Samuel game. Yeah, dude. Jimmy G can't throw to anybody. He's got nobody to throw to. Yeah, Debo doesn't play, and he's questionable. Is Ayuk still out? Ayuk is a, he's he plays, but Kyle Shanahan just does not like him at all. <laughs> he hates him. That's rough. <laughs> he just said he's, he's he seems like a good player, but he's yeah. just <laughs> great locker room guy. Great on the field. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we're not gonna play though. <laughs> he just catches punts. That's about it now. <laughs> he's there, Jared Dudley. You know, as a Bears fan, I'm going to have to ride with the Bears at home this week. San Francisco's going across country. I think the I Bears also that. get one of their offensive linemen back this week, so that should help, yeah. hopefully. And Khalil Herbert. Dude. Yeah, he's looked like a great player. You called it, Quinn. Um, we were talking about a few weeks ago that he was a um, not, you know, candidate for just a breakout season, just kind of really good value later in the draft. So, yeah, I really liked what I've seen from him so far. Yeah, I can ride this. I will take the Bears plus four. Yeah. All right. Next up, Panthers are visiting the Falcons. The Panthers are a three-point underdog. Sam Donald sucks. I'll just get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt Ryan ain't nothing special either. Matt Ryan's not very good either. <laughs> uh, but God, I, the frauds that Carolina Panthers are, man. Yeah, I think there at home, I actually broad. like the Falcons in this game. I think Kyle Pitts has turned into what like people thought he would in the last two weeks. He's got like over 150 yards. Honestly, God, Matt Ryan, plan. looking at Matt Ryan's stats, he's honestly having a pretty good year. Yeah. Like, yeah obviously, the Falcons are three and three, which isn't like that's not bad, but and somehow Cordero Patterson has turned into an amazing player for them. So, <laughs> no kidding. I just don't get what the whole Cardell Patterson thing is, and then maybe the Falcons finally figured out how to use him. <laughs> they must have because he's been really good this year. Yeah, I mean, Nagy loved him, uh, <laughs> and he didn't, you know, gave him plenty of opportunities. Just, I guess, just didn't put him in the right situations. I guess end arounds for Cordell Patterson were not the way to go. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is a tough one, though. But I, I personally would lean towards the Falcons, but this could be a money line one too. Yeah, I agree. I, I could I could get down. Do you guys want to use a money line here? Sure. Yeah, why not? All right. All right. Next up, we've got the Patriots visiting the Chargers, and the Chargers are a four-point favorite. 
Oh, Chargers. I gotta think they yeah. have a back. You gotta think they have a bounce back. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots played the Jets last week, so it doesn't really like doesn't count. Know. Doesn't really count. <laughs> they got a fifty burger on them, but I still don't think I think the Chargers win this one at home pretty easily. Yep. So all right, next up, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, and the Jacksonville Jaguars visit Seahawks, and the Seahawks are a three and a half point favorite. Dude, Seahawks are frauds too. I mean, that defense is terrible. Russell Wilson at offense has been terrible and underwhelming to say the least. No, I talked about the beginning of the year. I mean, I thought that offense oh, was yeah. much better and just, just really. I know the defense was going to be bad. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was, but uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, this is a terrible game. You know, Smith was kind of disappointed in me. I thought he was going to be good this year when uh, Wilson got hurt. I thought he was going to come out. Come out swinging, but that Monday night game between the two yeah. guys did not look very good. No, uh-uh. him and Winston, it was an ugly game. But I still think the Seahawks are better than the Jaguars. Um, it's still the Jaguars, actually, but I, I'm I don't know. Actually, I, I think that mm, this it's one's not, tough. I'm just tired of you know. The, it's the, I'm just tired of betting on the Seahawks. So I, I, you know, I'll take the Jaguars. Yeah, actually, the more I think about, it, I think the Jaguars right now have. James Robinson, Redbird Pride right there. He's uh I think he's gonna be like he's been good this year, so I think like he could carry them against a bad defense. So I'll take I'll take the Jags too. Urban Meyer has yeah. a new life. Yeah, yeah, plus three and a half. He might need a new wife soon. Yeah. At plus three and a half, I think yeah. that's a pretty good bet. I've heard she's not too happy. Yeah, that couch has got to be uncomfortable, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he's <laughs> yeah. staying up late at the office. Hey, at least she didn't Tiger Woods. Yeah, he's been, he's been watching too much. Literally, the only thing he can do right now is watch film. So, yeah, he's not <laughs> hanging out with his wife. So. <laughs> no. He's living in the oh, pool house. That's, that's, that's as close as he's getting to that house. All right. Next, next up, we've got the Bucks visiting the Saints. We've talked about this game earlier a little bit, but the Bucks are a four and a half point favorite. Bucks. I think so too. I know that was Queen's ride or die, but I, I you know, yeah, I would just say, you know, you go with the Bucks because you know if they win this, you know, it helps with the parlay. If the Saints win, you know, it helps with my Jameis fan club over here. <laughs> so fair enough. I'm fine with Bucks minus four and a half. If you know, gotta take it. All right. It's a safe. It's think... definitely the safer play there. It's definitely the safer. Yeah. Play. I mean, we are gambling. No, I'm kidding. Um. All right, so next up, the Washington football team. I still hate that against the – or visiting, rather, the Broncos, and the Broncos are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I hate this game. <laughs> I hate everything about oh, this game. There's a lot of hateful games this week. I don't know what that is. There's a lot of terrible games this week, yeah. A lot of I, games think worse, I think there's this a lot of bad teams in the NFL this year, too. That's – yeah. A lot of the teams we thought that were going to be really good aren't Chiefs, Browns. Yeah. Also, didn't the Broncos start three and zero? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the three teams that three they beat were all zero and three by the time they got three games in. Washington's been a big disappointment. Like I thought they were actually going to be good this year. Yeah, yeah, I think they were yeah, really high on Washington. Six. Like they've. That's why I'm leaning a little bit towards Denver. Yeah, Denver, Denver's I been just, a disappointment too. I believe Is the Drew D- Lock still their quarterback. I think no. Um, no, it's isn't it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy, Teddy the former Minnesota, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, and then he yeah, went to Carolina, okay. and then yeah, now he's at the. Oh, I'm reading here too that Jerry Judy's coming back this week, so that should help him. That's a All big right. pickup. Yeah, right. I, think, so I, think I would. Broncos. Yeah, I'm good with Broncos. Same here. All right, now this get wow, this is interesting. So the Cowgirls visit the Bike Queens, and the Bike Queens are a two and a half point favorite. Over the cowgirls. Uh, I'm thinking cowboys. Cow, cowgirls. I think. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Same. I think Dalvin Cook, even though he'll be back this game, like the cowboys are just cowgirls are just a much better team. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I think there'll be a lot of scoring in that game though. So that'll be interesting to watch. Uh next up we've got the New York Giants visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a nine point favorite. God damn. 
Both the Chiefs have been horrible, but I mean the Giants. Like I don't know who their trainer is or who takes care of these players, but he's not doing a good job because half their team is injured. Dude, yeah. um, it's uh, it's been bad. I, it's, like it's, their whole offense, they're dropping out. left and right. Dude, death taxes, Kenny Galladay getting the hamstring injury. Those are the only three <laughs> things that are just guaranteed in life. Yeah, Kenny, weirdly accurate. Kenny Galladay has always been on the verge of a breakout season for like forever long. He's been in the league, and it's just and the only thing preventing him from happening is his own hamstring. Yeah, his own hamstring. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's a brutal way to go each season. Um, I I think the Chiefs are going to win by a lot. I just think that there's just going to be a lot of scoring. I just, yeah, I do too. I think the Chiefs will rebound this week. I. The Giants' defense is nothing special either, so I think the Chiefs finally do rebound. I'm hoping this week Patrick does not talk to his wife or his brother at all. I think they're <laughs> making Dude, him oh my worse. They are they're horrible. Making him worse. I hate them so much. He needs they're to give on... like his brother and his wife the Aaron Rodgers like treatment. Like stop talking to your family. <laughs> Dude, with his brother <laughs> dancing on the Sean Taylor uh, oh, off number thing and doing his stupid TikTok dance on there, not yeah. knowing, uh, not knowing who Sean. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, no Probably idea. From before just, he was born. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's just no respect, man. Nonetheless, I'll take Chiefs minus nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. All right. That is all of our games. So is that the Monday night game? Chiefs and the Giants? That's the Monday night game. Oh. Yeah, that'll be a, just a barn burner of a game. Yeah, that's horrible. All right. Well, I'm going to make sure uh-huh. I'm, I'm studying. All right, you guys ready? So $5 bet at these odds, at these spreads, for all the games we said, a $5 bet pays out $38,489.62. Forgot how to talk. See, there, I, you know what? I, I normally I feel pretty confident about that, but there were like three or four games in there where I just, would, I just felt terrible. Usually it's only like one game that I just have no idea, but there's like, there's just some teams. Yeah, there's help for me too, yeah. I just hated. Well, I was gonna say I don't think we used all of our money lines. I think we used one. one. It was one. We can go back and swap some out if we want to. Heck, <laughs> see, I think for some of those games, I just didn't even feel confident with a money line either. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the spread helps you. Yeah, like they'd be games I would never even touch. Like even with like over or even under, like it just it was yuck. Like, I, I don't want any part of that Brown Steelers game. I just oh yeah, that one's bad. I'm exactly. so not excited. <laughs> Worst odds than a coin flip for whoever I I'm, pick. I'm looking through here and I don't know if a money line will even help us with much of this. I mean, the Broncos game, I can see a money line being smart there. And maybe the Bucks game. Did we use the Cowboys game as a money line? Because weren't the Vikings favored? Uh, the Vikings were favored, and we did not use a money line there. I don't believe. Oh, it. We should. Move, I, I'd be fine with using a money line there. Yeah. I think the Cowboys win that. Yeah, game. let's boost our odds a little bit here. Uh. All right, man. When I said we could go, not that I'm against this because I agree, but when I said we could throw another two money lines in because we hadn't used them, I didn't think we were going to be moving our odds up. <laughs> yeah, I think there was another game that we wanted to do uh, money line for the under for the uh, underdog too. Was that the Lions game? I think so. Out of the Jags, probably. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Although I do think the Lions win. That's a plus 155 if we swap it from plus three and a half. Uh, for what game was that? Much. I'd be, I mean, I'd That's be for the Lions. I think the Lions win too, so. All right, send it. Full send. All right, so putting those two money lines in and somehow making our odds go higher, a $5 bet now pays out 60000 Five hundred dollars and eighty-one cents. Mykonos, here we come. Oh, yeah, those are good choices. I'm glad we did that. All right, I'm locking it in. You know damn well Dan Campbell and the Lions are going to ruin our parlay. (laughs) Almost (laughs) definitely. If if my Browns don't, they're going to be going for a kneel and somehow fumble and give them a touchdown (laughs) out the back of the end zone to lose the game. They're going to be kneeling it down four downs in a row and realizing they're actually losing the game and they needed to score. <laughs> uh, I feel bad for the Lions. 
That, I want to feel bad for the Lions, but they do it to themselves. <laughs> they, they really do. The Eagles are going to sign Justin Tucker mid-game and just yeah. – <laughs> he's going to break their hearts again. I think I found an easier way to do these bets. <laughs> I was going to have a wink on it. Damn it. Oh, it's right here. So I always have to go back in and add those pa- – oh, we're still podcasting, but oh well. Um I always have to go back in and add those in, but I think I can text it to myself. That's a good idea. All right, uh, coming across the news feed here, just final thoughts for the show. Uh, Joel Quinville actually just resigned as Panthers head coach after the uh, all the pretty much the whole report came out with the Blackhawks and uh, the 2010 situation where uh, sexual assault by the video coordinator on uh, Kyle Beach. Uh, Blackhawks player at the time and uh, we know now that the uh, front office coaches and pretty much the whole player all the players knew too uh, at the time and uh, just really sickening stuff because that video coach um, despite the Blackhawks knowing what he did um, he got a letter of recommendation from the Blackhawks and then he went to uh, Miami of Ohio and then a few high schools where he went on to sexually assault more hockey players um, with endorsement from the Blackhawks too. Um, just really sickening stuff. Um, Quinn, I mean, you've been in Chicago, obviously Chicago Blackhawks fan. Uh, does this kind of taint all the players from that 2010 run and then all the, you know, Joel Quinville and um, front office as well and just um, all those memories that we had growing up? Yeah, and I mean, it's just really disgusting what's going on there. I'm sad to see. Um, first off, it, I think it it's to say that Kyle Beach, you know, it's very impressive that he came out and actually was able to say the stuff that happened. I give him props for doing that. That had to have been really tough. Um, yeah, I think like it just makes it a little bit worse. Like it just makes it like, I don't know, like it just doesn't feel as good winning those titles, knowing that they know knew what was going on. Um, and then Taze's comments yesterday, kind of like, you know, hyping up Stan Bowman, thanking him for like, you know, giving him the opportunity. Yeah. I didn't think that was the right direction. He shouldn't have gone that direction. Him and it's Patrick sickening Kane. stuff that's going on in the Blackhawks organization. Um, I don't know if it can get resolved or whatever. I think, you know, Quinville resigning, firing Bowman is good. Um, at the end of the day, is- it's really sad to see what happened. And it does really, you know, it doesn't look good on the Blackhawks organization. I don't feel as great about those titles having this happen to this kid, but um, hopefully – you know, hopefully it just gets better, I guess. I don't, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it's sad is that the Blackhawks didn't even fire Stan Bowman. He just resigned on his own. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing about it. Yeah, and, um, you know, even before, you know, um, earlier in the in the summer, the Blackhawks, you know, they were apologizing, saying, oh, sorry they were, and then yet they still tried to uh, yeah. dismiss the lawsuits, saying that there was not enough evidence um, they tried to keep shoving it on the rug, shoving it on the rug. Eventually, public opinion uh, forced that public pressure, forced them to get an outside law firm to investigate, which, uh, you know, unveiled the 107 page report um, detailing everything. And uh, Blackhawks still are trying to get the lawsuits dismissed in court right now. So um, it's just a lot of and it seemed just from the, the you know, the press conference from, you know, take from the players through uh, front office, through the coaches, it was just a lot of passing the buck. It sounded like, you know, oh, I thought yeah. this person was going to take care of it. I thought they were going to do something about it. And there was just no ownership whatsoever. Um, that's just really disappointing uh, from people that you kind of admired and thought they were, you didn't think they'd be acting like children like they are now. And you just thought they were bigger than this and that they had the temerity to act on something this serious. And yeah, it's, uh, it's really crazy what these people in power have. Cause I mean, you're even seeing it. I don't know how serious it is, but you're even seeing it with, you know, the Washington football team, like their emails. I mean, there's been rumors that like, that's going to expose a ton of people for like terrible things. It's just like crazy. That's people that, you know, you look up to because some of those people in those emails, I mean, who knows? Like, I don't know who's right. going to be in it, but you know, some of those people you might be, you might've looked up to. It's just really crazy and pretty gross stuff that goes on sometimes. And it's sad yeah. to see. We saw what happened with John Gruden and Corey. We see now that Roger Goodell is trying to, they said they did their own investigation into the Washington football team. And now Roger Goodell is saying that 
they're not going to release any of the reports because some of the victims say they want uh, anonymity, even though nobody uh, has said that. And the lawyers for all of the people in the case are saying, no, you can publish reports. And Roger Goodell is still trying to hide behind that wall and protect the owners because uh, those are his bosses. Um, he's still trying to, I don't know why he's even trying to protect Dan Snyder, who's, who's probably known as probably the worst owner in sports, um, probably all around. Uh, and he's still trying to defend him, uh, for some reason, still trying to cover it up. I mean, it, it just doesn't seem to end. Yeah. The whole thing is, it's just gotten gross. Honestly, I, I don't even know. It's, it's all of this at the same time too. It's just wild and to see people just blatantly covering it up, hoping that it blows over and like, you know, less information getting out makes people forget about it faster or something, I think is their plan. I, I don't know. Some people should be getting fired though, if yeah. not worse. Yeah. Hopefully well, worse this... in the case of the Blackhawks thing. Not the, yeah. 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 Hopefully we see some change um, and for both situations and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the world gets better because of it and people can learn from it. And, you know, hopefully you have some more stop gaps in place to make sure that this stuff like this never happens again. All right, everybody. Sorry to end on a sour note like that, but it had to be addressed. And um, uh, yeah, it just had to be addressed. It's stuff that we don't want to talk about, but, you know, especially when it involves our teams and the, especially the sports leagues we love, we got, we got to bring it up and talk about it. But um, Quinn, Corey, it was a lot of fun as always. Thanks for joining guys. Yep. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you all soon.